With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host Scott Carney and I'm joined by a full house this week to go over a rather disappointing week for Rangers. Uh, first off, Ali Pearson, how's it going mate? We were better since the other night but just need to dust ourselves off and get ready for tomorrow night so uh, not too bad. Yeah, Scott Gable, how's it going? Hey, hi, yes, similar to Ali, starting to come out the mood that I was in pretty much all day yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, and Jamie Lowe, how's it going, mate? Hi, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, getting there. <laughs> uh, getting there. It's uh, yesterday was brutal. Not going to lie, it was uh, it was tough, man. Um, really, really down about it all day. Um, I mean, I'm still probably down about it. As I say, this probably won't be the most positive for podcasts to start off with anyway, because uh, we need to go over defeats for Rangers. And let's be honest, lads, it's kind of new to us, this getting beat thing, especially over the last kind of 12 months or so. Um, but yeah, since we last spoke on our last Club Deck Corner, um, we thought the first leg to Malmo was going to be the wee bump in the road that we were expecting and then Rangers would kick on from there. And who would have thought that we're sitting here? Two defeats, we have two more defeats onto that. Um, obviously, defeat to Dundee United on Saturday and then the disaster that was Tuesday night. Um as I say, we'll briefly touch on the Dundee United game. I think it's important too, since we've not actually spoke about it on Club Deck Corner. Ali, it was huff, huff and puff, but we couldn't couldn't blow the house down, really. Yeah, I mean, we knew all knew how Dundee United would play against us. They always come and play the high press against us. All the t- every game we played against them, they play the high press all the time, and it worked for Dundee United this time. We looked shaky at the back, which. When you go on last season, conceding 13 goals, I just thought we looked, every time Dungeon United put us under pressure, we just looked shaky at the back. And 
midfield, Denny Work, I know I touched on John Lundstrom. We need, I know we need to give him time. We do need to give him time, but I didn't know what he offered in that midfield. I was sold on him as a box-to-box player. I've not seen it. Too many safe passes. And up front, we didn't even... A Dungeon United goalkeeper had really nothing to do, to be honest. Goldson probably had the best chance with a header that he probably should have scored from. And that was about it. Dungeon United deserved to beat us. It was a bit of a fluke goal, to be honest. But, yeah, like you say, we huffed and puffed. And I think we could have played all night against Dungeon United and not scored. And they deserved the result, to be honest. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a, a foot goal. Um, Jamie, your thoughts on the match? Um, me and Scott were obviously on the, the post-match and I think we managed to stay a wee bit upbeat, um, I think, on the post-match up from Saturday. But uh, what was your, your thoughts on it, mate? I suppose the unbeaten run's obviously gone, but it was always going to happen. It was, well, it was always going to come, I think. Like like you said, we weren't expecting it to come uh, away to, to Dundee United, so... Um, yeah, really disappointing in, in the performance, as as Ali's just mentioned. Kind of um, just just really frustrating because, as you said, we expected um, that's how Dundee United would play, but um, just didn't, I didn't really get going um, and defensively, which I'm, I'm sure we'll come on to um, with the the Manwell game. Just. Not really sure what's going on at the moment, as in um, really don't look like the same side we did last year. Yeah, um, Scott, as well, I'll come to you, mate. There anything really much more to add, apart from obviously we had the, the post-match and um, obviously in hindsight, it obviously didn't set us up very well for the Malmo game, but is there anything more you want to add to it, man? No, I don't think so. I think my comments and after the game on Saturday remain the same. The only disappointment is I did say... We reset and go again, and that'll lead us <laughs> terribly into the next portion of this. <laughs> yes, mate, that's quite a good link. I like that, mate. Um, yeah, we just thought, right, well, it's obviously not the best preparation for it. Um, we did mention that it was, let's dust ourselves off and go again. Mm-hmm. So we will jump into the Tuesday night. Obviously, we did a, 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 a car pod reaction immediately as soon as we left Ibrox emotions were running high. We have had a wee bit of time now to... Let the dust settle to analyse things. I have suffered the game back. I have watched it again um, just to see if I was right. And I think I was. I, I, I think the the second half performance is one of the worst I've ever seen from this Rangers team under Gerard. It is so bad and it's so unlike what we've become accustomed to. And uh, yeah, as I say, it was a, a hard watch to watch it back. But I see these things have got to be done. Um, at today's press conference, Gerard did uh, make comment on the match on Tuesday night. He said, it is my job to lead uh, in these situations and flip the mood as quickly as we can. You have to use this feeling to react and put in a performance. The players, coaches and supporters all don't like this feeling and it is about, it is about unity and sticking together. We have shown that we are our last 16 team in the Europa League in the last few seasons. We are disappointed with this week, but we move on to our next challenge. We need to keep improving every day and getting better and make that next step in Europe. Scott, I'll come to you first, mate. You weren't on the... Uh, you weren't in the car for the, the immediate reaction that we done when we left Ibrooks. What's your your feelings now? A few days on, it's still really disappointed in the team, and it's an ongoing th- theme so far throughout the season. Um, that they've, they've, we've not been good enough. We're just not in form. The minute I thought we started really well, came out the box. Everyone was jumping for it. Ibrooks was amazing at the start. Um, the Union Bears put on a really good display. Um, 
yeah, first 30, 35 minutes. thought we were on top. I mean, we, we got the goal. We didn't really have any many more clear-cut chances than the one for the goal, but we were in complete dominance. And then Malmo just started growing into the game, sort of getting a foothold on it. Then the boy gets sent off, second yellow card, and he gets sent off the pick, pitch just on half time. I've not watched the game back. I've not even watched this foul back, so I don't know if it was warranted or not because I was sitting way up in the club deck, so it was pretty difficult to see at the time. Um, but I've not watched it back to, to kind of confirm that. And then the second half starts, and you would expect that we were the team with 10 men. And Malmo, the team of the 11 players, I mean, I don't know what, what went wrong. I don't know what's happened to us at halftime. Um, we were terribly poor. I mean, I would give pass marks to Davis and Morelos about that whole team. And then everyone else didn't pull their weight. It's another another cl- calamity in defence, particularly for the second their second goal. Oh, I've, watched, I've watched that wee bit back and I've seen all the Kelly Kenny still shots and we were just so so poor for that. And I'd, I'd said on Saturday that I had I've had concerns about the defence recently because Tav and Barisic aren't on it at the minute. And they were they were two of our best players at the start of last season. And this season they're just they're not there yet. Um and we were terrible. And as soon as they get their two goals within what was it about five, seven minutes. They got minutes, two goals, yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, that's us. We, I mean, we had nearly half an hour left to play at that point. And I knew in my heart of hearts that we weren't going to we weren't going to get the, the two goals that we needed to take. And the two goals would have been to take it to extra time as well. So, yeah, it was a very, very disappointing night. It was, mate. Um, as I say, it was difficult watching the back, man. Just say, they say the second goal especially is just, it's so poor. I mean, everything about it, everybody's positioning was just wrong. And yeah, the boy turns far too easily and manages to get the shot away. And I was the same, mate. I, I, I felt the same when they scored the second. I, I remember turning around to my dad and went, this is that. I was like, we're not going to score two to even get this extra time. There's no way it's going to happen. Could you could see the attitude of the players. Um, it's concerning, as I say, it's, it's a wee bit worrying. I, I'm not like writing off the team before anybody thinks I am. I'm not. I think we are well within our capabilities of bouncing back from this. But for whatever reason, something's just not quite right just now, and it, it's something that we need to rectify um, very soon, very very soon. So obviously the reaction has not been great um, from fans, but it was obviously to be expected. As you mentioned, Scotia, I think Morelos is the only real one that. Really gets pass marks for it, but whether he's putting himself in the shop window or not, I don't know because of the, the amount of people that were watching. We really don't know. I was a wee bit harsh on Kent um, on Tuesday night. His ball to Morelos is a, a cracker for the goal, to be honest. Uh, but, I mean, that's the only thing he done. He didn't do very much else. Ali, it's a, a few days on, mate. How are you, How are you feeling? Uh, same as Scotia, to be honest. Just- Disappointed to be honest. I can accept Rangers going out of Europe or getting beat if if they give a performance and their team are better. And that wasn't the case. Rangers, especially at half time, we were all talking to each other in the concourse and we were all saying well, it's looking good, they're down to ten men. And to be, and I'll, I'll tell you what, that boy should never have been sent off looking at that back. That's never mm-hmm. two yellow cards. And it's quite ironic that he's called innocent as well. So um <laughs> But no, he should have been sent off. So we go to jail with that one. The McGregor one, I don't 
why know the rules if he should have been sent off because he was apparently the rules apparently the rules now are that it is a yellow I don't is know right? why okay. but yeah okay. it is now a right, yellow okay. right, right that's right. fair enough but no we were all talking to each other saying we expect Rangers to come out as they did in the first half flying and have a just take it to that team and for some reason they just sat off Rangers and they just looked they looked drained, Rangers. I thought they looked really leggy as well, Rangers. As if they'd blown themselves out in the first 30 minutes. And Malmo just... The first 10, 15... I mean, the first goal was coming for 5, 10 minutes. Everyone on the ground knew it was coming. We just looked shell-shocked at the back. We looked clueless. And you would have thought we had 10 men. And I, I also find it quite bizarre how Hollander didn't play. I know he's played probably Balgan because... We're going to play the high press and Balgan's apparently quicker. I thought Balgan played well the first half. I do do think that, but at both goals, he was at fault, I think. The second goal particular too, he's turned too easy. I think if Hollander's there, he's left-sided Hollander, more balanced. I don't think that happens there on the second goal. But after that, I'm the same as Scotia. I, I said in the the, the, the podcast in, in the car, I said as soon as it went 2-1 Malmo, I, I knew my heart hearts as well. Rangers were not, they weren't scoring one, let alone two goals. There was no, I just couldn't see it. And like at the moment, we're so predictable to play against. We just play in front of teams sideways. We play to Barisic, play to Tav, and the ball's into the box at time. A shock at the moment. I know you says, boy, Barisic must be wearing, that's not him, basically. He must be wearing a face mask or something. But he's been very bad at the moment. His, he, I don't know what's wrong with him. I really don't. Tav's the same. You could go through a lot of them, to be honest, at the moment. Goldson, what's the contract situation in his head? We don't know. He looks like the player for two years ago. And I honestly thought I'd morphed back two years to Ibrox when we had that stick, the sticky spell. Um, and it was like watching the same football again. It wasn't watching Rangers for last season, um, how we know they can play. It was just, it was a very, very disappointing night because we all thought, we had a right good chance to do it and we should have done it. And you need to give credit to Malmo. We've probably not said it that much in the pods about Malmo, but well-organised team, adapted to 10 men brilliantly and uh, thoroughly deserved to go through, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I agree, mate. I think you've got to give Malmo the credit for it. Um, Jamie's, that's just a bit of a European reality check for Rangers, do you think? It might be, it might be. We we spoke about um, the Champions League being that that step up. Um, just just listening to to you boys speak about that there, I, I was thinking back to uh, last year when we played um, Benfica and they went down to ten men, um, and we as in very early on, and they, they looked a really quick, really slick passing side, and we we capitalised on that. And um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is. This, as much as it is a, a step up and, and, and a, um, you know, the next level, I still think, you know, str- struggling to, to sort of recognise the team and the way that we're, we're playing, we're setting up, we're defending, we're passing. Um, coming out in that second half, I, I had similar feelings um, in that we'd obviously got off to a, a relatively good start. The first half was strong, um, obviously got, got a goal. Um, and I was hoping we we're going to get another one actually just at the end of of the first half. But I don't know whether it's a mentality thing or or we simply just come out in the second half to almost sit in and counter for that um, 
for that you know second goal but um just just similar similar thoughts in, in the uh, a, a very disappointing defensive display um and yeah it, it, i've not i've not watched the game back yet i've not um heard gerard's interview so um, but having heard what you just read out, I suppose um, Gerard might be right. We might not be. We might be, be still a, a you know three or four signings off of um, that that level. Your, uh, Europa League is, is still um, a very difficult comp- competition to go and compete in. So that that may very well be our our level for for the moment. Yeah, and I think. In terms of what Gerard is saying, I mean, he, he's saying all the right things, I suppose, in terms of the way he has to and the way he has to approach the media with, with this kind of thing because he knew the criticism was going to come. The Europa, Europa League this year is a lot harder than it was last year because it's been diluted down. Um, so it's a smaller competition and there's better teams in it now, obviously, because of this um, Johnston's Paint Europa, Europa League conference thing that we've got now. So, yeah, as I say, it's... It's going to be tough for Rangers. Obviously, the the Europa League's we can't really turn our nose up at it because it's still beneficial for the club and we can still make a a, a good bit of money in it. And yeah, we we've had good runs in it in the past. As I say, you mentioned Benfica there, Jamie. There is no way that Malmo are anywhere near what Benfica. Are, do you know what I mean? But it's just. I, 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 I agree, and that's sorry, Scott. That's that's kind of why I'm bringing it up because even thinking about those sides, so I, I, even Ali saying about Malmo, they, they are they weren't. I don't think they're a better footballing side, but they they were they were better than us over the two legs, right? But the issue I've got is we're we're unrecognisable. Um, we touched on the Livingston game being three 0 probably did flatter us, um, as in. We didn't play as well as, as we probably could and, and this season it's just been a wee bit underwhelming so far. Yes, very much so. Um we'll touch um, on a few yeah, go for it, Scotia. Can I just jump in and make make a quick point, just something I forgot to mention. How much you miss a player like Jack or Kamara in mm. a game like that. Um you could tell straight away. Because the points yeah. Davis seemed to be the only one in the mid, mid, middle of the park. Um, and we missed them so badly. I know. I think Lundstrom's probably brought in to do that job. I don't know why he wasn't playing. If it was because down his form recently hasn't been great, but um, uh, we missed those players so so much in games like this. Yeah, I'd hundred percent agree, mate. I was just about to come on to a few pointers about the the team and the, the selection. Um, maybe not the selection as such. Maybe the changes that were made, the substitutes that were made. Borna Barisic, okay. Now. I've seen people say um, it's not the same guy. Or I've been saying that. He's obviously not in form. He's struggling for form. He could be struggling mentally for all we know. Um, Ali, without being too extreme about it and throwing all the toys at the pram, if these players don't want to be here, if there's a problem with it, if there's anything at all that's going on and they've not got the motivation for this, they're not ready for it, Rangers should look to move them on. Yeah, I've I've listened to a lot of other podcasts this week just to see what everyone else is thinking. We're all all angry, obviously, and Barisic is one of the guys at the moment that's getting whipped by a lot of people. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, just get rid of him. You, you can't just get rid of him. It's not as easy as that going to be a football <laughs> player. But you know what you get with Barisic? We all know, and it's the same with Tav, they're not great defensively, but what they do offer you offensively overall 
that's whether they're good the way Rangers play. If they were good at defence and good at attacking, they'd be worth stupid money. And but to be of... fair, he is doing none of them. Oh, right no, now. no, ah, no, I'm like... coming on that. But <laughs> at the moment, he's not offering anything offensively in terms of his crossing, beating a man. He just doesn't look there at the moment. He looks, he looks like the Borna Barisic that we saw two years ago. And then he scored that free kick against St Mirren and then he never looked back. He kicked on. He looks like that player that just... He just looks like a player with no confidence at the moment. And Big Shirley's obviously there on the side and we'll obviously probably come on to the, the team for tomorrow night. But Big Shirley's probably looking at that. And he, to be fair, he's actually played quite well in pre-season. Big Shirley's dead raw, to be honest. His final ball's not that great, but he's still quite young, you'll learn. He's probably looking... Probably chapping... Gerard's door saying, when am I going to get a shout here? Because he's not been great, Barisic. He's really not. And Taft, to an extent as well, he's not started the season well. I mean, you could go across the whole back line, to be honest. The whole, I mean, you, you could go through a lot of players, but in terms of Borna Barisic, I think we need to pull him out. I don't know if he's got a niggle or anything. He hardly played at Euros. I think he had a back injury or something, but I would... I know we've not set our teams yet, but I'd pull him out for tomorrow night. I really would, because he he's not there at the moment. He's not the born that we all know. No, he's definitely not, mate. And I say it's I think it's, a, it's slightly concerning the fact that he does look like that guy that we were already already to get rid of. Everybody wrote him off. Do you know what I mean? Pretty much every podcast I'd listened to at the time had said, No, he's not good enough. He's not the guy we was we thought he was when we signed him and we were already taking a ship him on. Um Scott, I, I, I was listening to a, a podcast today. Um, I'm sure it was the preview pod on Heart and Hand. Stephen Harrigan made quite a good point. We're chasing a goal, okay? And we don't bring on a six foot two striker, six foot three striker that we have sitting on the bench and it's Cedric Gatton. Does that say everything that we need to know about what Gerard thinks about Gatton? Good, but. If we're being honest, see at that point, the crosses that were going into the box every time Tav hit one, it was just hitting the defender. We weren't getting That's anything true. into the box. But at the same time, we brought Sakala on, and but we weren't playing through them. So we weren't getting being able to use Sakala's pace at that time. So it could slightly, the the, the fact that Eton wasn't on, because you would if you're chasing a goal, you bring on another, you would like to think you bring on another striker who had a really good preseason, can hold, and he's held the ball up really well. You know, he's not like one of these big dafties that holds the ball up with three or four touches, he holds it up very quickly and gets people into play. So I'm surprised not to see him, to be honest. So yeah, Stephen Harrigan's right. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I, I think I th- just when he mentioned it, I was like, I didn't, it didn't even, it hadn't even really crossed my mind. Uh, but obviously, by the time these substitutions were getting made, the game was gone anyway. So I know, I don't know how much relevance there is in the in the substitutions that he actually made, but. It was an interesting point. I thought I just thought it was a, a, an interesting point to bring up. Um, so in terms of, as well, even John Lundstrom as well, he wasn't brought on. Um, as I say, again, I don't know if it's down to his form or what. It's just it's a bit of a confusing one just now. But we'll we'll move on to the, the, the last kind of wee bit of negative that we need to talk about or regarding Tuesday night. And it's the, the ticketing shambles that happened. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm pretty sure everybody does, there was a lot, I don't know the full number, but there was a lot of people that couldn't get in using their smart card uh, or the QR code or whatever uh, they had. The queues at the, the ticket office were rather large and I, I think 
Some people missed the majority of the game, and I think some people even missed the full game. Now, the fact that Rangers haven't come out and said anything about this yet, um, at the time of recording anyway, they've not come out and said anything regarding this. This is not good for the club. They have to get this right. They knew this was going to happen. Um, they could have had it sorted long before now. And I think the club need to come out with the very least an apology around it. Um, Jamie, what's your, your thoughts on the whole ticketing shambles that happened? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know whether we're trying to do too much too too soon with the whole. Um, I don't know whether it is linked to my jers or or the whole ticket and sort of priority thing. I guess until the club come out and, and actually explain what's happened and and why whether it's it's been um, seats double sold or um, confusion in um, allocating tickets or. Um, people tick, uh, picking tickets up. It's obviously really disappointing. Um, such a obviously such an important fixture, important night. Um, people making effort to um, get across. We, we obviously queued for quite some time to get in. Um, I've got friends that, that either didn't get in or had queued and, and didn't get in until half time. Um, so yeah, really really disappointing, and it's it's something the club really need to. To focus on and, and really get right, whether it's um, there's a couple of things, um, but ticketing especially is a very a very straightforward thing. You'd like to hope um, they, they they properly invest some time and money and and properly get it right. Yeah, Ali, I'm a wee bit shocked that the club didn't come out and address this yesterday morning. To be honest, I thought they'd be out. I mean, I text all you lads literally the, the day of the game about that wee video that I seen online about how to use your card and you didn't put it in anymore, you tapped it now and there's probably a lot of people in that queue that probably didn't watch that video or they've not seen it and they might have for all I know went to put their card in the mouth of the, the machine as you would do previously and it wouldn't work because if you did that it wouldn't work, you had to tap it so there was probably people in there that did that but I know a lot of guys on Twitter were saying no they were tapping it wasn't working, some QR codes weren't working um, it's a bit of a fiasco. There's a lot of guys that were in that queue that didn't get a, a ticket till ten minutes or eighty minutes of the game or something. Some a, a guy online actually got one when it was full time. And it's like, and these guys have paid twenty nine quid for tickets, and it's. I mean, we've had eighteen months to gear ourselves up for this to to yeah. get it already, and it's it's not good. If, I thought Rangers would have been out quite sharpish with something to say, look, we're looking into at least to give us something. And the silence is deafening. They need to come out, Rangers. And they need to, to these guys that didn't get in, that they should be compensated for it. Because, I mean, Rangers have taken, I know we're on the CCs, £29 out your account, £20 tomorrow night. The game next Thursday, iBooks, what's that going to be? 25 quid possibly? I don't know. So it's, it's coming thick and fast out of accounts. And they need to get the service bang on. And, the ticket office is a shambles. I mean, the ticket office, the website, trying to get through it, customer service, the whole thing's a shambles. Hopefully, when it moves from the portal cabin, it will get better when Edison House gets built and they move the, they move the, the ticket office. But, I mean, I know Scotia was up because um, he lost his season ticket and he got actual <laughs> paper tickets to go in with. But 
it just gives me the fear. I mean, Scotia always have a laugh, and we've been saying that for years and years. We go up and with the cards, and we've always got the fear that's it's never going to work, and it does for us, to be fair. But no, it was a sham. We were a, sh- it was a shambles on the park and off the park, which I've heard quite a lot of people saying it's not good enough. That. Yeah, you literally just took the question that I was about to say to Scotia. This Scotia, it sums up the the ticket fiasco. Sums up Rangers' performance on the pitch as well, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, it wasn't a great night all round. I mean, in my experience with it, as Ali mentioned, I can't I couldn't find my smart card, and I was held it off for ages and ages, just thinking it'll turn up somewhere. But I don't think it's really been out my wallet since the Braga game way back in March twenty twenty. Um, or clearly it has because I can't find it. Um, so I, made, I, emailed, I emailed the ticket centre on Tuesday morning just to say I'd lost it. But on the website it says the ticket office will open at five o'clock. But then Jamie had said that there was folk going into it earlier in the day and stuff like that. So th- that communication there is not great. But I went up, I got up for about six o'clock. The queue wasn't too bad by that point and I was maybe in the queue about 20 minutes. And then I got my, sort of gave my Rangers number, my dress, my date of birth. And they printed me off two tickets for sorry last night and the game tomorrow night. They say that my tickets, the smart card, should arrive in the post at some point next week. Now it better be, better be before <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> um, but so my experience wasn't terrible, but that doesn't take make take away from the excuse that they've got for everyone else that are sitting there. And I, what it was down to, down to the Copeland Road at one point, the queue and mm-hmm. stretching down on like Govan driving things. Um, yeah, that's it's. The, the ticket office isn't fit for purpose at the moment. Um, I mean, it, it needs to get upgraded. And then one of the big things that I've got an issue with as well is ever since they've got rid of the, like the attendance and the turnstiles, they've only, and it's just the contactless thing or your QR code or your paper scanning ticket. There's only usually one person, if that, in that area. So if something goes wrong, there's no one to speak to about it. They've just got ready away all the people that could maybe help you out, and then people have got oh no, you need to go around to the ticket office, and then that queue just builds and builds and builds. Um, yeah, not great. No, not great. I hundred percent agree with you though. There, there, there should be more people there to, to help, and no disrespect to the the guys that they do work with Rocksteady, if that's even who it still is. I'm not sure who the company are, but it's not their fault. Do you know what I mean? But I mean they've got their man in sometimes four turnstiles. Do you know what I mean? And then it's just people are obviously going to get frustrated with it, and the response usually is, "Oh, you need to go to the ticket office," and you're like, "Well, no, it's 15 minutes before kickoff, and the queue around there is going to take me at least to half time to get seen." It's not. It's not good enough at all the club definitely have to come out and respond to this and it's a bit disappointing that they haven't already as I say they are so quick to take the money off you um, when in terms of tickets and you are how many cast or emails you get and how many jackets you've got and how much you can spend and we still, I mean, we still don't even have our new my jails packs do you know what I mean I paid for my jails months ago and I still don't have my new my jails pack do you know what I mean so Ta-da. you get yours Scotia uh, uh, you can go. I'm quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so can, what's, what's it got in it? it? What's it got in it? I was in it. I forgot. What's got? We. I think it's a coaster. For everybody oh, that's oh, listening to us, by the way, not watching, uh, Scotia has just uh, ended up a, that he's got the Majors pack. Uh, it's got like um, a couple of wee badges. Yeah, what looks like a big <laughs> bronze coaster. I'm fairly sure. And then there's a wee booklet. Um, and I've not had a chance to go through the booklet today because, as I say, it arrived about 12 today, so I've not had a time to sit down. Did you get a new card with it as well? 
Yeah, there's a new my jersey card there. Well, there you go. That, you're the first person I know that's got it, Scotia. So, and you live in the middle of nowhere, man, and you've managed to get yours. So, yeah, that <laughs> seems promising keep for me, to be safe. honest. Uh, keep that card safe, yeah. I know it's not like Scotia to lose things, is it? I thought it yeah, would be well, one. I've, I've only had it about what, six hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've, had the, you've probably you had three phones in the last six hours, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, yes, anyway, we will... We'll move on from that, um, but we'll move on to um, the transfer speculation that's now going to come up due to the fact that Rangers are not beginning into the Champions League group stages uh, and the one that's come about pretty much since the full-time whistle on Tuesday night is Alfredo Morelos. Um, now, there is no doubt Alfredo Morelos is one of, if not the biggest sellable asset that Rangers have. He performed very well in the Champions League um, match against Malmo um, for the majority of the match anyway, while Rangers were in the game. Uh, and he's been performing well in Europa League, obviously. So there is obviously rumours that Porto have put in, uh, are coming in with a fresh bid. Um, again, it's Gerardy's press conference today pretty much said there is a price for everybody. Everybody has their price. And if the price is right, then obviously the, the board will look into it and obviously come to him regarding it. Um, Jamie, I'm going to come to you because he's your boy. Yeah, we all love Alfredo, but you especially love Alfredo. Um, it doesn't. It does look like he could be going now. Yeah, sadly. But um, I suppose just like the unbeaten run, like he's he's never gonna he's not gonna stay forever, um, and and the club will will move on. Let's be honest, Alfie's a guy we paid what a million pounds for. Um, he's done very very well for us, and we're spoken about the sellable assets. We don't want we don't want anybody to leave, right? Um, there's obviously players who are off form at the moment but who's who's going to buy our off form players um, mm-hmm. if, uh, if, if we're needing to bring money in and as you say he is our most saleable asset um, it, it does look it does look inevitable sadly but what I will say is since he's come in he can just he just brings something completely different we've obviously got um, Ruth Itton Sakala Defoe who can play in those positions but he just he just offers something completely different. Um, he's just he's just that class above, and and it, when it comes to the bigger fixtures, he's just someone we rely on so heavily. So, um, be very very sad to see him go, but I think I think it is inevitable. Sadly, yeah, I think it it's kind of looking that way, and it's just how quickly these rumours started to kind of circulate, pretty much from full time. Um, this difference he makes to our team is it's so obvious it's so clear the 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 determination that he has the just the willingness just to keep battling and keep going and winning the daft be free kicks when Rangers and a bit of bother we don't have anybody else in the team that can do it the way Alfredo does um Ali what's your thoughts behind this paper talk or do you think there could be potential in it I mean there's rumoured around 15 million euros apparently from what I've seen it's kind of circulating in Portugal and obviously the mainstream media over here has now got a hold of it but it is circulating now between Rangers fan media as well Yeah and we've heard it all summer we've heard it for the last two, three years with Morelos to be honest I mean I wouldn't believe it till Rangers post a tweet <laughs> saying he's gone and I see him with a scarf above his head with someone else but He's going to go. I think what's this? His fifth season with us now, Morelos. 
It's longer yeah. than I thought would happen, to be honest. Um, yeah. the, the Champions League, exit in the Champions League, as long as we get through, I'm saying, if we get to the group stages of Europa League and get into the knockouts, you're probably missing a hole between 15 and 20 million in terms of not being in the Champions League. So somebody's got to go to kind of fill that hole. Rangers, we haven't sold anyone in it. And so Josh Windass was the last one I've gone on about with 3 million. But the way we run the club, it's not sustainable at the moment. We rely on European football money and player trading, so somebody has to go. He may well go, Morelos. I mean, I've seen in his Instagram and Twitter and all that, he's posting photos of that goal the other night. So, I mean, he's always doing that. And I don't know, Morelos. I mean, they might surprise us and somebody completely random goes that we've never even thought about. It could go. And Gerard alluded it today. Everyone's got their price. doesn't matter if we're in a Champions League or not. Everyone's got their price. But he did say they've had no concrete offers from anybody yet but I think a lot of clubs will have a go at Morelos potentially and other players because they may look at Rangers not in the Champions League they may think we could maybe get a cut price deal in Rangers players in terms of they may need the money so I think I think it'll run up to the window with a couple of players so I would I think somebody will go but I wouldn't be shocked if Morelos stayed I'll, I'll put it that way I wouldn't be shocked if he stayed I would love him to stay. I just, I think if it's maybe a maybe a decision that he has to make himself. Uh, look, I don't think he's going to be able to go to um, a high end team in the in the English the English Premier League and get Champions League football that way. But Scotia, I think he's got every chance of getting into a a decent sized European team that are also going to be in the Champions League. Is that fair? Oh, definitely. I mean, just take England at the mark. England's stupid. What they do. I mean, there's boys. There was a. Did Burnley not sign a player for like twelve million pound from Stoke? Yeah, something like that. The, the England, in terms of the football transfer world, apart from like your PSGs and Madrids and whatnot, it's ridiculous. But any other kind of club we in Europe that's a decent size getting Champions League football, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see Morelos go to somewhere like that because he's good enough to to go to somewhere like that and and provide an impact. The problem you've got with a club like Porto is they'll get him, have him for a couple of seasons, and they'll double their money and what they would pay us for him. And that's why you put a sell-on clause in, Scotia. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's because obviously Portugal's a lot more highly regarded in terms of the overall quality and standard of the league. Um, well, that's probably correct, but is it not? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Although um, I've got the St. Johnson game on in the background here, and they're still holding it 0-0. Are they still? But yeah, I think you're right. I mean, obviously, there's a, every chance he'll go to Portugal. Um, I think he would do great for Porto. I'm not going to lie. I think it would be a great move for him. Obviously, if the price is right for us. Uh, and it's, it's right next door to Spain. And I think he's got a chance of getting in a... If he has a good run in Porto, he's got a chance of getting in a top five team in, in Spain. And then, really, the world's his oyster from that point on, if he performs there as well. So, yeah, as I say, it's the one that seems to be... Um, coming to the forefront just now is the one that everybody's kind of speaking about. Um, Ali, I'm going to come to you. Um, we know there's ongoing discussions with Conor Goldson regarding a contract. Um, nothing's been signed yet. We also know there is an offer on the table for Kamara for an improved contract. Are they both going to sign? 
million dollar question. Mm. <laughs> can we get can we get them on the podcast and ask them? But no, <laughs> uh, I mean, Gold, Goldson was asked the question a couple of days ago, and he's basically said he's talking to a club with his agent. That's mm. as much as he would say about it. He basically said he wanted to stay, but I don't know. Are the two of them waiting? Were they waiting for us to get a Champions League to then go right? I'll sign a deal. Uh, you you don't know it. Goldson Goldson was my player of the year last season, right? I thought he was outstanding last season, but this season he looks a shadow of the guy for last season. He looks uneasy in the ball a lot of the time. Too many mistakes. You know, you'd like to think a contract situation isn't in his head, but I know a lot of people are thinking that, are putting two two together and saying that in terms of maybe that's why he's not playing well. So I really don't know. With Gold, where would he go, Goldson? I don't know. I mean, Goldson would probably go down to English Premiership to a mid-table side, possibly. I, I couldn't see him going to a, a top six side in England. I couldn't really see that. He's a he's a mid mid-range player, I would say, in the Premiership. Does he want to go there? He obviously will get more money. I, I don't know. Kamara, Kamara's the one we've said for God knows how long. Is the one we all think is going to go. Again, it depends what he sees the future, what he wants to do. Does, does he want to go to England? Does he want to go to Spain or Italy? I think Scotia said before. So I don't know with the two. I really don't know. Um, and Goldson's only got a year left in his contract. So it's stick or twist with him at the moment. You don't know what you do with him because do you run down his contract? I don't know what his value would be with 12 months left at Goldson. I really don't. No, I mean, the longer it goes on, the less his value becomes. If I don't know if he'll stay or he'll go. Um, it's a difficult one. I immediately jumped to um, it being a problem with him on Thursday, on Tuesday night. Even obviously, my emotions were quite high at the time. And but I mean, there's no arguing that this this isn't the same guy that was playing football for us last season. Do you know what I mean? His, his standards have definitely dropped. His performance levels have definitely dropped. And but again, so's the rest of the team. But I think because he's got this loading over him, then I think he should decide if Rangers want to take the risk with him and let his contract run down and he leaves on a, a Bosman or whatever then that, that's fair enough but I'd never think that ends well and I never think it's good for the player when he knows that his contract's running down because you get that uncertainty of his future um, so Scotia what's your your thoughts mate um, Goulton and Kamara maybe not so much Kamara but Goulton yeah, I think I've been saying as the summers went on, um, I'm getting concerned about this. I'm getting concerned about this, and now the fact that they were out the Champions League for for, for any like for players getting bids put in for them, for contract extensions and things like that, the fact that we're sort of out of the Champions League and hoping to get hoping to get back into Europa League, well, a lot of these players go, well, I've won the league now, I've played the Europa League X amount of seasons with Rangers. It's time for a new challenge. That's my big concern. That they want to move on, so oh, I'm not sure what's happening with Goldson. If if you look across the other side of the city, and I don't like talking about them, but they've got the exact same issue with French Eddie up front. He's not turned up for them at all, and he's got 12 months left in his contract, and they're in the same dilemma as as Rangers with Goldson at the moment. But what would you do with a player that? I mean, for all we know, Conor Goldson wants to stay. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. we are just, we are just speculating, but if he doesn't want to be here, Goldson. What do you do with him? Because he's only got 12 months left. It's a, it's a hard one. Because a lot of teams yeah. that maybe would want him will come in and go, we'll, we'll only offer you this because they know he wants to go. So it's a difficult situation for Rangers if they know he doesn't want to be there. But 
again, it's just speculation. We we don't really know because we're not Connor Goldson. So yeah, thing Jamie, that, I don't think. Sorry, I'm just going to say, I don't, I don't think it's Kenny that he doesn't want to be there because yeah, he's not been playing great. But as you've all Kenny alluded to, the form of the team isn't great. It's just the form of the team at the moment, which is maybe putting these doubts further into our mind and getting us more worried than we actually need to be. Yeah, Jamie, uh, you're the voice of reason, mate. Are we overreacting to the con- the contract situation, McConnor? No, I, I do think it is related to the contract. Um, you know, the, I've, I've, I've seen Goldson's interview and I do think he wants to stay, although there is obviously a negotiation at the moment whether that's the monetary value as in what he's been offered per week. He's either looking for more or he's looking for a longer contract. So there's some sort of meeting in the middle still to still to take place. Um, I agree. When we had when we had that conversation about the, I was torn between Tavin and Goldson, and Goldson played every single game last year. So I guess I guess he does deserve to be one of the higher paid players. Um, it's hard not to. It's hard to disagree with that. Um, although from from outside looking in, and obviously being Rangers fans, we're, we're obviously looking for players that want to play for the club. But I guess he's got a couple other things. He's obviously got a a young family, um, so he's looking to probably get the last big deal for him. If we're being honest, um, he's obviously getting on in age as well. So if if he sees or sees if he's getting offers like you see, he's, he's obviously wanting to secure, um, you know, something for his his family um, as, as well as. I, I do think he wants to stay, but. I do think um, I do think it is impacting his performance, and I think it would naturally. I think if you're, if it's, it's, it's obviously plainly his mind. I think it is. Yeah, I think it definitely is. As I say, I keep going back to it. So, um, and yeah, he's probably at the stage he's clear now where it is now or never for him, I suppose. And it's really up to him now what he decides to do. I just don't think somebody letting their contract running down, knowing that they're leaving, um, isn't good for the their mentality when they're playing football because they don't really know where their, their future lies. But I suppose time will tell with that one. Um, so we'll move on, gentlemen, um, to our next match. Uh, so another game under the lights on Friday night. Rangers take on Dunfermline in the League Cup. Kickoff is at half past seven, I think. Yeah, half seven. Yeah. And it's on Premier Sports. Uh, I don't think it's on RTV unless you live outside the UK. Uh, I don't know if it even is on RTV at all, to be honest. Is it? I don't know. It's on, I know you like to say it's on Premier. Yeah. But um, so obviously it was a press conference today. Obviously we, we touched on it there earlier on that Gerard um, obviously spoke to the press ahead of the match and Kamal Roof was also there. Um, it's good to see that Roof is back and it's good to hear that his son is now back home after being in hospital. I thought he handled that really, really quite well. Um, when he was getting asked questions, it must have been difficult for him, but um, it's good to see him back and hopefully his, his boys continues to get back to full health. Uh, Gerard did say he was going to name quite a strong squad for the match um, and has made players aware of how important the domestic cups are this season. Um, Jamie, I'll come back to you, mate. Um, again, without putting too much pressure on it, Rangers have to win on Friday. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Um, and that message will be clear, as in, 
obviously everyone um, that speaks to, to the media and um, af- after games, before games, they're all very, um, everyone's very united in the message and their approach. Um, and it is always one game at a time, but it will be made very clear as to, you know, how important the game is on Friday. Um, and the players will hopefully want to go out and, and right the wrong of the, the last week or so. So, um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely massive. We spoke about wanting to add um, some of the domestic cups um, as well. So, yeah, it's absolutely huge. Need to win. Must win. It's a must win, yeah. It's, we're not over-exaggerating it when we say that, school, shall we? It's a, it's a must win. No, definitely. Particularly after the, the results of the last three games. Um, yeah, if we don't... You think the, like the last three games' reaction has been bad? If we don't win tomorrow night, then... <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be, oh God. It's going to be horrible. It's not even worth thinking about that, isn't it? No, if Rangers make a mess of this tomorrow night, oh, it will be horrific. I don't see it happening, to be completely honest. I think... I'm not sure if an absolute drubbing of Dunfermline tomorrow night is actually going to change anything in the way people are feeling because people are expecting it um, which is always quite a, a difficult one to approach I fully expect Rangers to well now obviously going on what Gerard's saying there's going to be quite a strong squad there so you would like to think no disrespect to Dunfermline that we'll be able to manage anything that they want to, to throw at us Ali your thoughts on the game tomorrow night? Yeah it's, it's, it's massive <laughs> I mean if we'd won against um, Malmo during the week and got through it to Champions League tomorrow night, he probably would have rested half the team. I know the Cups are really important this season to him because of what happened last season, but it's huge. And to me, he needs to play a really strong side tomorrow. We need to get momentum going, especially with the Celtic game come the end, end of the month. Um, obviously, we've got Alice Kerr that's been... Um, get through it now, so we've got them Thursday night. So we need to get a bit of momentum going because we've had no momentum at all from pre-season into the into the, the new season now. So yeah, I hope he. I know he said he will. I just I hope he does. I hope he does because we need to get momentum going. We really do. Yeah, it, it, we have to. We obviously have to perform well in a cup. Um, I think it's, it was good to hear him saying today that he's obviously going to name quite a strong squad for it and uh, he's made the players well aware of what this means to him and what it means to the club. And no matter what happens tomorrow night, Rangers have to go out there and put a bit of a marker down, snap into life a bit, get any of these problems out of them, um, Take, basically take their frustrations out on Dunfermline uh, and put a performance in and we'll win the game quite comfortably. So we'll go for, um, we'll do our starting 11s. Um, who wants to go for? I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I think McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, Holanda, Barisic, Lundstrom, Kamara, Davis, Kent, Morelos and Aribo. The only one that I'm questioning a wee bit is Davis, I think he might play Kelly to give him a run out. Um, Ali, do you want to go? Yeah, I know I I would personally play near enough a first team, but I, I don't think he will. I, I think he'll play. I don't like this bringing McLaughlin and McGregor back in and out, but I think he'll go with McLaughlin. I think the back line will be, I think he'll stick with Tav, uh, Goldson. Holander will come back and I think Bassi will come in at left back. Midfield will be Kamara, Davis, 
Lundstrom, I think, will come back in as well. And a top three, I think, will be Kent. I think Kamara Roof will play through the middle and he'll rest Morelos because he's played two games there. And I think he will play Hadji on the right and bring a rebo yep. out. Jamie? I think he'll play McGregor. <clears throat> I think he'll go McGregor, Patterson, Goldson, Hollander, Bassey, Kamara, Davis, Lindstrom, Aribo, Alfie, and Kent. Yeah, you're not far off me, mate. Um, to be honest with that one, uh, I, I think I think Aribo will play just because he's performed so well. I think that's really my argument for him. Scott, what's your starting eleven, mate? What's your thoughts? I don't honestly don't know. <laughs> do, do a few. Oh, that's brilliant for a we podcast, Scott. Keep that one up. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we could do a few changes, but I don't think there will be particularly what he's, he said about naming a strong. It's a strong squad, he said. So there might be some of the sort of first team picks on the bench. But the team I'd go for, I think, would be McGregor, uh, Tav, Goldson, Hellander, Barisic, Davis, Aribo, and Kamara. And then Morelos, Kent, and Roof up top. Just going to the last season's team. It's <laughs> a very strong yeah. team. That's a very strong team. Um, I, I, I would like to see that. To be honest, um, I'm say, I just think he'll he'll make Barisic play through this. Um, unless there's a serious problem with him, I think he's going to just try and make him play through it and hope that he snaps into life at one point. Um, as you said earlier on in the pod, it took that one goal against St. Martin, wasn't it? He scored that free kick, yeah. and he, he never he didn't look back from that point. So maybe he just needs that. Maybe he needs a confident boost. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd play. I'd sorry. I'd, I'd play Barisic. I know I said Bassi, but I would personally play Barisic for the exact point you just said there. Let him play through this. I, but I just got a feeling he'll play Barsi, but I hope he plays Barisic. Yeah, just to give him a chance to, to get through it. Look, we all love Borna when he is being Borna Barisic, but it's, it's it's hard for us not to be quite critical of players just now, just based on the week that we've just went through. As I say, it's uh, it's been a tough week. Um, it really has been, and especially the European one. Um, the league one obviously is disappointing because of the way it happened, but the, the European one definitely hurts a wee bit more. But as I say, we'll, we'll move on to who are we playing. What's, what's their name? Alice Kerr. Alice Kerr, which is where? Somewhere? Armenia, just beside yeah. Turkey. So, yeah, a, a flight, a very big, a, a, a decent flight away, to be honest. Not as far as, where was the other mob from? Kazakhstan? Ka- Kazakhstan, yeah. Yeah, so they went through tonight 3-2, is that right? Yeah, Celtic pumped Dallas Kirk two years ago, 3-0 and 3-0, so 6-0 aggregate. Well, say, we'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait and see. <laughs> wait and see. <laughs> I'm not counting in, yeah. God, I know, can't really make a... Are, do, are, really we, doing a, that. are we doing a score prediction for the... Yes, we are. Uh, I'll go 3-0. I'm going to go brave, and like Scotia usually does, but here's a bit ridiculous, no doubt. I'm going to go 5 0 Rangers. Well, Jamie? Hey, me. I'm going to go 2 0. No, oh, Jamie. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jamie's not confident. <laughs> Sc- <laughs> Scotia. Firstly, I'm changing my team. I'm taking a rebo out oh, and Hadji. Come on. Ah. Told you I wasn't sure. So, Rebo's coming out and Hadji's playing. Um, I'm going 3 1. Rangers. What, one? No, they're not scoring. <laughs> Come on, I can't be having that. That can't be happening. Yeah, um, look, it's it's just with the week. Where it's they come. 
Um, yeah, you're right. It's as big as they come. Rangers have to go out and put in a performance um, tomorrow night. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Also, there is tickets available. Um, I have seen. Um, I have seen that it's it's not sold out. I think there's about forty thousand, so there is tickets still available on on the website. Um, but yeah, that'll do. As I say, not the most positive for podcasts um, for for this week for our, for our weekly show. But again. This is this is what it is. This is what we do. Um, so we just need to now definitely go again, Rangers, and put in a better performance. Um, so that, as I say, that'll do us. Ali, thank you very much for your time, mate. You can go and watch the St. Johnston game now. I, I would just say they've just equalised their St. Johnston to make it one each against Galatasaray at McDermott Park, so fair play to them. But um, no, I'm looking forward to being back tomorrow night and um, back in my seat again, and hopefully I see a performance for Rangers. Yeah. Jamie, thanks very much, mate. You're welcome, and I echo that. Looking forward to seeing the team back again. We'll see how our, our predictions go on. Cheers. Yeah. Scotia. Yeah, cheers. I mean, hopefully it's a wee bit uh, brighter, brighter mood podcast um, after the game tomorrow. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I thought you were going to um, change your team again there for a second, Scott, because you hesitated. <laughs> I was like, okay, we go again. Uh, but yeah, as you say, that'll do is we'll be back tomorrow night with some form of um, reaction pod uh, after the Dunfermline game. Um, shameless plug as always. Please do like the videos, subscribe to our YouTube channel, give us a wee five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, like and share anywhere that you can. It really does help support us. So Rangers, it's over to you now. Time for a wee bit of a reaction um, tomorrow night against Dunfermline. Uh, Say always looking forward to getting back to Ibrox and let's just hope it's more a more positive week coming up for us. So until we speak to you again next time, we are Club at 22, the Rangers Podcast. Cheers. <laughs>